Hey, welcome to Ask a Pastor. Today, I'm joined by two of my favorite people, Russ and Lindsay Brasher. They're parents of four great kids and do a great job parenting young kids. And uh, Russ also works at the church as our director of student ministries and does just a great job with that. Lindsay works uh, for Chick-fil-A. Um, and uh, how has this time uh, for you guys, and we want to talk especially about young kids during this time, and how do you navigate both trying to kind of work and do different things and then having four kids having school thrust on you and everything else kind of all at once so so tell us first just um what um i i guess um tell us about your kids first just so everyone gets a sense of kind of their ages and what they're in, into and interested in yeah what, what we're dealing with over here right <laughs> yes <laughs> go ahead well all right, so we have four kids. Our oldest is our daughter, Peyton, and she is in third grade. She's nine. Um, she does dance, and um, she's really into dance and singing and things like that. And then we have Addison. She's in first grade. She is seven, and she just signed up to do her first season of softball, but that has been postponed, and she is also in dance. And then we have Bennett, five years old. He's in pre-K. Um, he plays baseball which he would have been doing right now too and then um, our youngest is two Avery um, so we have three girls one boy and Avery's just hanging around home um, home all day with mom okay so what um what has been the dynamic with all of a sudden you all being there almost all the time as opposed to kids are at school Russ is out at work you know Lindsay's in and out a little um, tell us how that's changed for your family. Well, when we got the call now a month ago that the kids were going to be home, um, we originally thought that was just going to be a couple weeks, maybe a month. Um, so I decided, so I work part-time doing marketing for Chick-fil-A and I do about 75% of that from home anyways, but I am in and out, but we made that decision that I would just cut back. Um, thankfully I had the flexibility to do that and I would just cut back and be able to focus on being home with the kids and not having to go to Chick-fil-A. So we made the decision that I would um, not be working at all out of the house. Um, so that was a big, you know, a big choice, but thankfully we were able to do that. And then all of our kids, we had two kids in full-time school and they now are home all day. And then Bennett was, um, three days a week preschool so he's home so now it's all four of us home all four kids home all day and then Russ a few weeks ago started working from home too yeah and that and that took some adjusting and, and the reason we made that decision was we we didn't know what my job was going to look like you know Kurt you understand this like in, in a relational job you know doing a lot of you know face-to-face -face meeting interaction we knew that that was look different and so we had to make the decision of which one of us, uh, thankfully we were, we were both still able to work um, and we're very blessed about that, but had to make kind of a hard decision because Lindsay loves her job. She loves doing marketing for Chick-fil-A and um, plus Chick-fil-A kind of pulled back and said, uh, her job right now is to bring as many people to the restaurant as possible and you couldn't do that. And so that kind of created a, a good window for, for now just to say, hey, it makes the most sense for her to stop, but it has been difficult and hard at times. I know she misses it. And, you know, just like I miss tons of things about normalcy with my job and in the church, but we're making, we're making it work. So. 
Yeah, what, um, if you look back at this time so far, what will you take away from this that you will say, because of this time, we're going to do something different with our kids and our family moving forward? That's a good question. You know, one of the, you know, and obviously Lindsay's like been the, the, the front runner for all of this. I mean, she's the one that before all of this started, kind of had the most experience with spending the most time with the kids because obviously I wasn't here as much. She worked from home um, a lot and she was just kind of the commander in chief of that department before all this started. And so I've been kind of letting her still lead that and, and create um, the schedule and stuff like this for, for this time. But I think the biggest thing for us that we keep reminding each other um, and we're trying to instill in our kids is during this, like this is something that for years we're going to look back on and it's going to be documented and hopefully something like this doesn't happen for a very long time if ever again but will this be a time at least for our children and our family that we look back and have fun joy-filled memories um, creating experiences and spending our time in such a way that we're that we're proud of it and we look back with joy versus Focusing on, you know, the stress, the, the anger, the, you know, the anxiety, the things that this can cause um, and trying to make sure that that is that is kind of our goal and our hope and how we've been trying to get through this is, you know, that what would you say to that? Well, I would say I feel like what I, I feel like since the day we got married, we had kids right away. We've been in full time ministry for a long time we've just been go, go, go for so long. And I feel like this has been a time where God has forced us to slow down and to stop and to be intentional and to focus on our kids. Not that we weren't before, but there's so many other things going on. Uh, and so I think the thing for me that I know I'm going to walk away with great memories, but also hopefully create a new um, kind of routine in our house is since in the morning, we're not scrambling to get four kids ready, kids out mm -hmm. on the bus, kids out the door to whatever we need to be. Um, we've just been able to both actually spend that non-rushed intentional time with, with God and in different studies and in that connecting with God. And that's made a huge difference in our day now, but I hope it's something that I don't forget once the busyness starts. Again, um, it's uh, you know we were having that time with God before, but to actually be intentional in the morning to be able to cling to Him to get through the day—that's made a huge difference. Um, and then another thing, I feel like with just being rushed all the time, that can cause so much anxiety of okay, who do we have to pick up, where do we have to get to next? And we have been able to do so many things with the kids that we sometimes gets away from you. Um, or sometimes you feel like, okay, I don't have time to do all that tonight. We're just gonna, you know, you kind of have to pick what you do. And it's been nice to be able to, you know, actually lay in bed and read with every kid, you know, having four kids doing that every night. A lot of times I have to pick who I really spend that time with, but trying to don't be, tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> but trying to be intentional. Like we've been having a lot of fires in the backyard and things like that, where we probably wouldn't be doing that as often if we were still going full, you know, um, full speed ahead. Um, so I'm hoping that we can remember those, I don't know, those moments when we are done with this. Yeah, I have a suspicion that a lot of kids whose families aren't negatively impacted from an economic or a health standpoint where the parents don't end up sick or, you know, grandma, grandpa doesn't die or, you know, something like that are going to look back and say, that was one of my favorite times. 
because right. of how centered the family was as opposed to scattered. Is there anything as you look at this that you would look at and say, we don't want to add X back into our life? Mm. Um, That's a great question. Um, That's a good question. I know for one of the things that I, um, going into this, and I've kind of always tried to live this way a little bit, but my kind of motto is if mom is super overwhelmed and full of anxiety, that is not good for anybody in the house. The whole house is kind of crazy at that point. And so from the beginning, um, you know, when we were getting those assignments from school, when we were getting all those schedules sent to us right at the beginning, you know, that first week I remember I had this like printed out schedule, like this is what we're going to do at this time. And this is how we're going to tackle all these assignments. And by the end of the week, I was like, this is not who I am. Like, we got to adjust this to make it work for our family. And I, you know, even emailed the teachers and said, hey, what's the, like, what is the priority? What should we make the priority in these assignments? Because there's no way I'm probably going to get all this done with, uh, especially my one teacher, the one teacher kind of was assigning a lot. And um, I feel like that was just that good takeaway of like, what's the priority? What's, what's the most important thing right now? Because I feel like we can get so overwhelmed with the schedules or the things that you read online or even all the news that it can just get you just get you anxious and get you worried or stressed out and it's like okay let's draw it back and remember what the keep the main thing the main thing but i say like what's the priority um for the kids and for our family so hope not to how have you with coming together this way both kind of, um, for lack of a better phrase, stayed in your own lane. Because I, I would assume as you all of a sudden are together all the time, there's some things that, you know, Lindsay, you used to take care of and Russ wasn't part of and all of a sudden, or he used to take care of and you weren't part of and vice versa. And all of a sudden you say, how do we, how do we do this? Or do you establish new lanes? What new lanes have you established maybe is another part of that question. Yeah, um, you know, that's that's something that, uh, again, like I said earlier, like I've always kind of looked at Lindsay as kind of like when it comes to raising our kids and our household and, and setting that bar and that and that pace, like she's she's had no problem being in the driver's seat for that. And it's, you know, it's allowed me to do what I do, and, you know, and like I spend a lot of time ministering to other people's kids and I can do that because I I love and trust so much what she's doing. And then I find ways to jump on, you know, and get in with what she's got going on. Um, but as far as like the staying in the lane thing, I think for both of us, um, we've had to kind of humble ourselves um, and, and, and admit that like, we can't say that I've got this all together. I've got this figured out. And it's forcing us to like lean on each other like we hadn't before, um, you know, realizing that my routine is now off, Lindsay's routine is now off, um, and that's going to create things that we didn't expect. And so, to be able to trust one another to kind of step into that lane and say, "Hey, let me help," or "Hey, what if we tried this?" or "Why don't you take a break and step away and, and trust that I will lead this?" Now, I wouldn't recommend that when it comes to like homeschooling our kids because like she needs to stay in that lane and and not let me take over because that that's just bad news but like in other areas um just 
to actually learning what lanes we need to stay in together, where we can still remain apart, um, and then humbly admitting when we need help. I think we're too very, we're stubborn at times, you know, and we've figured each other out and we're pride, we have, we have pride, and it's, but like admit, like being able to admit there's a lot going on in the house, outside the house. There's a lot that we don't have answers to. We're figuring this out every day. And if we can't lean on each other um, and, and work together and, and be able to admit we need help and then respond when help is offered, we're in trouble. Um, and we'll, that's been hard. Like we're, we're not perfect in that. It's been an adjustment. Um, but, you know, week five into this, we're still figuring it out. And I guess we're proud to say that it's been more better days than bad ones. All right, so tell us about the worst moment you've had since this all started and the best moment. Oh, gosh. Um, that's the worst moment. Um, I mean, I think any – so we're, we're coming from the family. For the most part, I he is working full-time from home, and for the most part, I'm with the kids full-time from home. Um, so there's been those times where, you know, I'm – I'm trying to focus on the second or the first and third graders homework while I have Bennett. If you know, if I, I mean, anybody with a five-year-old boy, he's just going crazy. I'm trying to teach him maybe something that he can walk away with <laughs> while he is saying, oh, yeah, he has no desire to do this. And then we have a two-year-old, a baby, who's we're trying to keep busy. So there's definitely been those times where everybody is crying or everybody is pouting and mom is almost right along with them with the crying of like, Oh my gosh, what are we doing? And you know, and there's been that moment where Russ will be in the other room working and he'll kind of yell like, what is going on in there? Like, why is everybody yelling? Why is everybody crying? And that's when I just want to be like, you know, be quiet. So Can't I think you go to your office. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, which is the room that we're currently in our living room right now. So. We have a very big house. So, you know, we are all, we are all in. We are in my office. <laughs> so, I think that's decorated where we, beautifully. <laughs> where we've had to learn, like, hey, Russ, like, I do not appreciate when you are yelling over, you know, everybody. Everybody else is yelling. I don't need anybody else, you know, chirping in on how things should be going. Um, I think that's where he's learned. If he needs 100% silence, he will go to the car, go outside, put his headphones on, so he doesn't. You know, it's impossible for us to keep four kids quiet or calm and then there's those times you know instead of being like what is going on coming in and saying hey how can I help for a second like kind of being able to understand where um I don't know just jump into the other the other person's my you know perspective and be able to see okay um have some patience and understanding with maybe what the other person's going through and there's times where I know I can tell he is feeling overwhelmed trying to get stuff done he's preparing something and there's kids running all over the place and that's my time that I can say okay we're gonna go outside for an hour mm -hmm. you can have a little bit of a peace and quiet so yeah so we've definitely had where I'm, I'm sure all families where everybody is just mad and frustrated and crying no one wants to do their work uh, but I think for us just learning okay instead of us just crying and yelling above everybody else how can we kind of work together as a team? To I, I've never cried together. above anybody else, but I definitely yelled <laughs> above everybody else. So, so yeah. yeah, it's just, I don't know, trying to. Yeah. And I, I, I would say. Like, best moment. What's that? Moment. I'm sorry. I was going to say, how about your best moments? Oh, I, I think for me personally, um, the best moments have been these small moments where, like, 
I'm still trying to work and I'm still trying to do things from home, but realizing that when my kids run into what is now my office, which used to be and still is their living room, like to me, to them, I'm still just daddy. And even though daddy is normally at work, when daddy's home, he's dad. And even though I'm trying to work and just telling myself and realizing that I need to just stop because no matter what I'm working on, it is not more important than my kids. And, and when I'm able to just stop and like turn my rolly chair, take my headphones off, whatever, and just like acknowledge them, um, hear what they say, even if it's something stupid or I don't even understand what Avery's telling me, just acknowledging it um, or taking two minutes um, to participate in or, you know, answer this trivia question that Peyton spent three hours putting together, you know, like, it's just in those little things where I'm seeing being a dad is still more important than anything else that I'm doing. Um, doesn't make what I'm doing not important, but um, kind of that's been the sweetest things for me and something that kind of to go back to your question earlier, like I hope that in any way that I can, I can keep that priority and that and maintain that. Because, uh, you know, Kurt, you get it. You know, Lindsay gets it. Anyone, not just this, but any job, like, it's hard sometimes to leave work at work and sometimes work comes home with you. Well, now home is work. Um, and, and still trying to say no matter what, um, that sweet spot of still being a dad has been very, very important to me. And something that's been, it's, it was a hard thing to figure out. I'm still figuring it out, but just that gentle reminder daily. So. Yeah. yeah I think for us, we've been building, Russ has been taking his, um, stress out on the trees in the backyard and so we've been cutting down trees and doing some yard work which has allowed us to almost I mean almost every day we've been making a fire and just being out there as a family in the backyard we wouldn't be doing that as much um with baseball and softball and dance and you know small group whatever all that was going on and so I've just been enjoying those like sweet little moments of us just being together yeah. like, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of moments where you feel like this is everybody's running around crazy, but there's also been a lot of those just sweet moments of like just having fun together, taking the family walks. Yeah, we, we kind of like created a, a family slogan, like this is quarantining right, you know, and we kind of, we kind of, we pause and like look at each other and we just kind of say that because it's like, it's just those moments where you're like, okay, regardless of what's happening, right now this is priceless and this is quarantine and right so feel free to use that that's not that's not trademarked you know make t-shirts with it whatever y'all want good trademark it you know? maybe i should a little extra income <laughs> <laughs> what um what have you learned about god or where have you seen god at work in your lives during this time yeah i mean uh, obviously the real quick one has just been in, you know, Lindsay mentioned it earlier, just in my time, uh, with, with the word, um, like I, you know, we've been releasing these Orchard Hill blogs and I just wrote a blog on just how, uh, if you've ever wondered if scripture is really uh, alive and active, the answer is absolutely yes. Um, cause you know, I've been, I've been reading through acts and I've, I've read through acts hundreds of times, you know, preached on it, taught on it, participated in, you know, lectures on it, but it's like reading it now, God is, God is just meeting me where I'm at and, and speaking to my heart and reminding me of his goodness and his truth and his control, um, in the midst of really scary things in the midst of really awesome things. 
um, that's just been such a blessing, I think, for me personally, and it keeps me focused. It's that, you know, and like Lindsay mentioned earlier, like that, I have no reason not to meet with Christ in the morning now. There's nothing stopping me from waking up and doing that first and just holding that discipline and watching him show up every morning. Um, it's just been awesome. And then even in the, uh, I think for us, you know, like there's been things happening in our house, you know, like our, our sink started leaking and we had water all over our kitchen. Um, the, a tree fell and hit our house and, and did some pretty decent damage to, to some of our, to our roof and some other things. And, you know, or if a kid like is looking like they're not feeling well, you, you start saying like, God, why? Like now, why, what are you doing? And like being just reminded and said like, that's not the approach. That's not the mindset. It's, you know, God, I know you're good. I know you're in control. I know that um, you're in this with me and I just have to look for you instead of looking at whatever it is. I have to look for you despite whatever it is and not let my circumstances dictate who I am or what I believe, uh, but let God dictate who I am and what I believe. That's been, that's been so big this last month. And like, like we've had those things happen where it's like, Oh, all time. Like, why is this happening? Right. But like, everyone is saying that everyone has that, that fear and God's just gently been whispering. I'm right here. I'm in control. I've got you, you know, don't focus on that. Focus on me. Yeah. I, um, I want to share, I've done a couple different studies just on anxiety and, um, just things that relate to this situation. And I did this one study by, um, Max Licato and one of his, Licato. Okay. One of our arguments. I don't know whatever. Anyway, you, got, you guys can decide. Kurt, what's your vote? Lakato or Lakato? Some say Lakato, some say Lakato. Whatever, regardless. My man. Um, he said, this quote that he said really has stuck with me. He says, um, your challenge is not your challenge. Your challenge is the way you think about your challenge. Likewise, your problem is not your problem. The way you look at your problem is your, is your problem. And I think that has been huge for me that that my mindset, my thoughts going into this, like this, yes, is not an ideal situation. Sometimes it's stressful. Sometimes it's frustrating. All the things that we're not able to do and, you know, it's scary. Sometimes it's scary. Um, but if there's anything that I feel like I've learned that God is teaching me through this is that through God, that we have that, um, that power to change the way that we think about a situation. Um, and I feel like for me that, clinging to Jesus's word, to his truth, how he's provided, how he's provided in the past. Um, and just see, even what he's doing, hearing stories of people who are having conversations about Jesus, who are seeking, you know, I have family who are not believers and then reaching out, um, to the online devotions or asking mm. me questions. It's just like, you know, the goodness that of what God is doing. Um, and that is just feel like this helping me that clinging to Jesus and filling my mind with this truth really helps me keep that um, anxiety at bay um, and keeping my thoughts focused on the good. Because if not, it's so easy to have your mind go wild with all the scary and bad stuff. Um, and I feel like that's just the coolness and greatness about God is that even in such a bad you know, situation of, you know, a diseased situation that God can still use that to do good. And I feel like those are the things that I'm clinging on to. Convers I mean, just the conversations we've had with our family who are not followers and, uh, and you know, they never want to have those conversations before. And so I'm like, okay, 
if God is bringing people to him through this, like that's something to celebrate, even if a lot of the other impact of this is not great. Um, yeah, I know. There's a unique time where there's people are open to um, considering things they wouldn't otherwise. And oddly, it's safer for people to check out church online than it is yeah. to walk through the doors somewhere. And so invitations right now have a lot of sway. And so, well, good. Well, we're going to need to leave it here. Russ and Lindsay, thank you for taking your time. And we just got a, an appearance here. Yeah. We figured we'd get 20 minutes of laying fruit snacks and trails of candy. <laughs> she ate it all, apparently. <laughs> well, you guys are doing a great job with your kids and a great job in this season. And um, look forward to when we get to hang out in person again. But um, thanks for being a part of this. And as always, if you have questions you'd like us to consider on Ask a Pastor, you can send them to askapastor@orchardhillchurch.com, and we'll try to address some of those things in future episodes. Thanks for uh, making this part of your day. Thank you so much.